Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Well, we have got a real problem at the border. You know that. And I want to look at a couple of statistics tonight. And, you know, those that are, don't know how to protect a baby are not going to know how to protect a border either. The way I got involved in all of these political things and in being a, uh, both an advisor and a supporter of President Trump uh, is the abortion issue. As you know, that's my full-time work. But you know what? If you can't protect the baby, you're not going to know how to protect the border. You're not going to know how to protect an economy. You're not going to know how to protect your citizens and communities from crime or from drug drug abuse or from human trafficking. You're not going to know how to protect America on the world stage. Uh, you're not going to know how to protect our citizens from the Taliban. Uh, being wrong on the fundamental issue of the protection and right to life destroys your ability to handle any other issue. As, as, as I say it within our pro-life circles, if a politician can't respect the life of a little baby, how's he supposed to respect yours? And don't we see this playing out with the Democrats? And don't we need to keep this in mind for our uh, midterm elections right around the corner? If these people can't respect a baby, how are they supposed to govern us? How are they supposed to govern a nation? They can't. And the quicker our fellow citizens realize that, the better off we'll all be. They can't. Can't vote for a Democrat. Not, not in the current position, not in the current state of, of that party. It's an absolute uh, danger to America. No, no, there's no, no other way to put it. I want to go to Joel chapter uh, 2 here, the book of the prophet Joel for our scripture. Uh, and then we'll, as I say, talk a little bit about uh, not only the problem at the border, but also uh, the way that the other side is trying to flip the responsibility for this. The responsibility is all on them, on the left and in the Democrat leadership. They're trying to make us the bad guys, and we'll show you a couple of examples of that as well. But let's read the scripture, starting with verse 28 of Joel 2. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let us pray. Father, you have promised it. You have fulfilled it in Christ Jesus, your Son. We have seen it on the day of Pentecost. And we continue to experience it in the church. That you pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. Lord, we long for your Spirit. We welcome your spirit. We thirst for your spirit. And let that spirit come and give us protection, conviction, wisdom, forgiveness of sin, and zeal 
and ability to proclaim the gospel. Pour out your spirit on America, on our judges, our legislators, our executives, governors, and president. Lord, pour out your spirit on all flesh. Pour out your spirit on President Donald Trump and his associates and advisors. Lord, keep them safe as they continue to endure the the, uh, attacks from the left, the rage of those who hate America, who hate freedom, and who hate us, and who, as a result of that, attack him. Continue to pour out your spirit on him because you have demonstrated how through his seeking of you and his love for this country, he has accomplished tremendous things for our economy, for our military, for our veterans, for our churches, for our families, for our children, for the unborn, for peace in the world, for Israel, for so many individuals and businesses and communities. Lord God, through President Trump, you have brought great fruit of the Spirit into our midst. Continue to do that. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, it's time to do that in these midterm elections. And one of the things that many people are concerned about as they go to the voting booth and fill out their ballots is the border. Now, I want to read something here. You know what we mean by the gotaways, right? The gotaways. These are people who illegally, illegally crossed the border and then just escaped into the United States. They're somewhere. They're in our midst. They're in our communities. They're walking our streets. Nobody knows who they are, where they came from, why they came, and what intentions they have. Experts have warned us about the dangerous criminal elements. It's not just something coming out of the the mind of President Trump or prejudices that some allege that he has. No, no, no. Experts are warning us about the criminal elements coming into our country including terrorists. It took 19 people to carry out the September 11th murders, the September 11th terrorist attack on our country. 19. Here we're talking about over 900,000 of these gotaways, as they're called. They got away. Terrorists among them, murderers, gang members, traffickers, drug dealers. What is going on here? If we love and care about our country, if we're protecting our country, as the people in government office right now are supposed to be doing, we're not going to let this happen. And yet it's happening. Now, the number, I said over 900,000, People who illegally crossed the border and then just escaped into the United States. This is since a certain Brandon took position in the White House. Okay, The Brandon administration, since he got in, it's been 900,000. And that's a conservative estimate. 
We got this number. You look at uh, fiscal year uh, 2022 reported by uh, Fox News, along with monthly totals reported by Town Hall, daily estimates by both CNN and The Washington Post. Uh, these are, we're not just making these numbers up and they're not just coming from uh, conservative sources. What that means is that the number of people who just got away with coming into the country illegally under the Brandon administration is larger than the population of San Francisco. Think about that for a moment. The, the Democrats are responsible for this and for everything. Remember, morally speaking, if I take an action and I know what the likely consequences of that action are going to be, I'm responsible for that action and for the consequences. So if one of these 900,000 people, gee, what are the chances of this, commits a crime and hurts somebody, whoever let the person get away in the first place is morally responsible for that whole chain of events that follows. Yeah, the gotaway person himself or herself is responsible for their own actions also. But the one who let him in, the one who failed to protect the border, is morally responsible. And guess who else is responsible? And here's we, here we come to the midterm elections. The people who voted these clowns into office. This is an important point that we're making, morally speaking. The voter who elects the people who made it clear that they're in favor of open borders shares moral responsibility for the consequences of those actions. It's a chain of actions, but it's foreseeable. This is not rocket science to figure it out. And we were warning about this in the midst of the election, and we're warning about it again right now. That if you, now in fact, the responsibility of the voters in 2022 is even greater than their responsibility was in 2020. Why do I say that? Because we've seen the bitter fruits. Maybe someone in 2020 was, well, you know, I'm really not sure. I'm really not convinced of this. Oh, well, you you can be convinced now. We're not making up these numbers. You share moral responsibility for the crimes, the acts of terrorism that could be committed. And President Trump often has in his rally speeches sad stories of tragic violence done by these illegal aliens. You know, and this is why I get so annoyed at those who try to put a spiritual spin on all of this, try to give a spiritual veneer to open border policies. Give me a break, okay? There's nothing spiritual about letting drug traffickers, human traffickers, criminals, gang members, terrorists, and murderers just walk right into our country and, 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 and terrorize our citizens. What's spiritual about that? Oh, they're all our brothers and sisters. Yeah, fine. 
But if a brother or a sister is about to kill your child or attack your family or burn down your city, you stop them. You don't let them do it. This this is just, you know, brothers and sisters, spirituality doesn't mean, do you open your front door to whoever wants to walk in? Do you keep your door open all night long? With a big neon sign, come on in, everybody. There's food in the refrigerator. Who does that? Hey, come on in, everybody. You know, while your children are sleeping in the room uh, right at the top of the stairs. Come on in. Everybody's welcome. Why? Because you're our brothers and sisters. Stop dressing up irresponsible behavior in spiritual language. Stop doing that. Stop doing and 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 I urge especially people who who dress like I do, people who are in the clergy, spiritual leaders who are doing this all the time. Oh, well, well, you know, we have to be welcoming. How welcoming are you to the gang member in your community uh, 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 to come into your house? How how welcoming are you going to be for that person? How how what is what does our religion require of us? Come on. In fact, you know, we're going to talk spirituality. You know, many of the culprits here are, are Catholic uh, spiritual leaders. And uh, I'm ashamed of them, really, uh, when they start. They, they, they fail to make the necessary distinctions. Yes, all people are our brothers and sisters in, a, in an overall sense. And yes, we have to be welcoming and helpful to people. But it doesn't mean open borders. It doesn't translate into just, you know, ah, everybody, come on, just come on, walk right in. Oh, my goodness. There's people who think this is outrageous. So I have here a paragraph from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Now, you know the Catechism. It's a real thick book of Catholic teachings and moral teachings and doctrinal teachings. And let me read the paragraph in there about immigration. And you tell me what you notice about the difference between what this says and what some spiritual leaders, including some Catholic priests and bishops, imply that it means when we say, oh, well, we have to welcome the immigrant, you know, and they make no distinctions and they take no care to carefully define the boundaries of that. But let's listen to the words of the catechism itself. More prosperous nations are obliged to the extent they are able to welcome the foreigner in search of the security and the means of livelihood which he cannot find in his country of origin. Public authorities should see to it that the natural right is respected that places a guest under the protection of those who receive him. Political authorities, for the sake of the common good for which they are responsible, may make the exercise of the right to immigrate subject to various juridical conditions, especially with regard to the immigrants' duties toward their country of adoption. Immigrants are obliged to respect, with gratitude, the material and spiritual heritage of the country that receives them, to obey its laws, and to assist in carrying civic burdens. 
you know, that's a very balanced statement. It's a balanced statement. It recognizes, hey, listen, if you have a lot, you remember that line from Scripture, the first letter of John, you know, how can someone who has enough of this world's goods and yet closes his heart to his brother in need, how can the love of God survive in him? God, of course God calls us to generosity, but we're the most generous nation in the world. We accept the most immigrants of any country on earth. And it's been that way for a long time, and it's that way for a reason. We've got something here that attracts people and what this flag represents. So don't lecture America about generosity. We're as generous as it gets. But with that generosity, this, this, this paragraph of the catechism doesn't say, oh, well, you know, go ahead and just, you know, there should be no borders. There should be no border security. Let anybody in that wants to come in. Is that what this says? Let, 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 let's, oh, you have to be generous. Oh, let, let everybody in. It doesn't say that. First of all, as soon as it starts talking about being a more prosperous nation, and therefore you have to help others, it right away adds the clause here, to the extent they are able. So let's start with that. You notice what happens when these immigrants are sent to places like Martha's Vineyard, Washington, D.C., New York City, and you've got these left-wing lunatic mayors and other people in authority saying, oh, we can't deal with this. What's the matter? You people asleep? You haven't noticed what's been happening in the last two years? Now you're going to say we can't deal with this? Are you so isolated in your silos? Are you so narrow-minded narrow and short-sighted that only when they're on your front doorstep do you start to realize we can't handle this? You can't handle this, but the border towns in Texas can? Are you really that incompetent? And of course, friends, the answer is yes, they are. They don't belong in public office. These whining, left-wing morons, they don't belong in public office. They really don't. And if they're on the ballot, you can vote them out. Vote them out. To the extent they are able, a nation has to recognize its limitations. Can I handle an influx of two million people that are coming in to the, to the country over the border, the non-existent border? Can we handle it? You know, goodwill and all kinds of spiritual uh, goodness in the heart and, oh, I acknowledge these are my brothers and sisters, that doesn't make you able to handle the burden of these people coming in. And furthermore, this paragraph of the Catechism, jumping to the end of it, says they too have to carry their burden. So in other words, this idea that they come in and, oh, let's give them money and let's give them uh, 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 housing and let's give them uh, all kinds of rights and let's give them an education and let's just hand everything to them on a silver platter. Hey, everybody, come to America. The great come and get it feast. Is that what the catechism says we should have? Or does it say here, let me read the exact words, they, the immigrants, are to assist in carrying civic burdens. Not just supposed to sit there and receive a silver platter with everything on it out of the largesse of our hearts. Again, give me a break and stop, stop being so naive. 
and pay attention if you're a Catholic believer or, or at least you, you know, you have a, a respect for uh, basic Christian morality and teaching. I have a respect for what these words are saying here. So yes, people are coming in search of security, in search of the means of livelihood that they can't find in their country of origin. But maybe some people are coming for less, uh, less legitimate reasons. Isn't there supposed to be some kind of vetting going on? And then um, it mentions the public, public authorities, political authorities are responsible for the common good. So now comes in the question of if these people coming over the border are our brothers and sisters, how about the people who are already here? Are they perhaps our brothers and sisters too? If someone wants to invoke an obligation to help the person walking in from another country, is there a likewise obligation to help the people who are in our country? Or the people who are waiting in line to do this the legal way and not just push their way through in a selfish manner? I see these people just pushing their way across the border. Oh my, I'm disgusted by the selfishness that is on display there, the selfishness. Well, what about all the people who have been waiting for years and are going through the legal process? Do we have no obligation to those brothers and sisters? Come on, folks. And then the immigrants themselves have duties. Well, first of all, the political authorities, because they have to care for the common good, it's the common good not only of those who are already here, but of these people themselves who are coming across the border. Look at the ones that are drowning. Look at the ones that are being attacked. Look at the ones that are found in the uh, back of a truck. What about their good? What about the people who are being trafficked across the country? Or the children that are going to coming across? Not with their parents, but with some kind of human trafficker who does not have their good at heart. you got to care for them. And that's why there has to be a, a, a careful vetting of what in the world is going on here. And then the duties of the immigrant to the country of adoption, gratitude, respect for the spiritual and material heritage. It's not just, here, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. No. And then to obey the laws of that country. To obey the laws. There are immigration laws passed by the elected representatives of the people, and the Catechism of the Catholic Church is saying, you know what, these laws have to be followed. They have to be followed. I don't know. Uh, 900,000 gotaways. Who, who are these people? Are they walking down the street right now in front of your house? They might be. What's their intention? We got to vote out of office those that are responsible for this disaster. And we have to pray. I'm going to pray here that those that have criminal intentions, murderous, in, murderous intent, terrorist intent, get stopped in their tracks and don't get away with what they're intending to do. So, meanwhile, as I mentioned before, we become the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We become the bad guys. Obama 
told a group of Hispanic realtors recently in Southern California, by the way, Obama, why don't you just, you know, go find a good book to read. We don't want to hear your voice anymore. We heard enough of it for the eight years that you were in the White House. Please, please go read a good book. But no, he has to, he has to open his mouth. And he talks to the realtors in Southern California that conservatives fear, conservatives feared. See, they always, isn't it amazing how they can read our, our fears? They claim to have this, this ability to, to tell what we're afraid of in the conservative world. And they fear, quote, too many people of darker shades coming into the country. Here we go again. We're the racists. No, it's not that we're concerned by any of the things that the catechism just said. No, 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 no. We're racists. Oh, and you know that. Yeah, you really do have to read a few more books, uh, uh, Obama. Just, would you just, 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 shh. Biden calls us semi-fascists. Hillary compares us to Nazis. Why? Oh, because some people had their hands in the air. Yeah, well, they have their hands in the air in church, too. They have their hands in the air at the football game, too. Yeah, when they're cheering on their team. What was Hillary so unaware of the different meanings of lifting up one's hands? What would that, you know, Hillary, too. I mean, sure, I'm sure there's a lot of good books for you to read. Would you please get out of our sight, please? And America's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's ironic. America's first black president calling us all racists. And then Biden furthermore says that it's these domestic extremists, us, okay, who are the problem and the threat to our democracy. Now, I wonder what's going to happen. You know, the FBI has been, you know, setting its quota and filling its quota of domestic terrorism cases and introducing, you know, in various communities through its agents, domestic terrorist cases for everybody who uh, they want to target, you know, with the pro-Trump, pro-life, pro-conservative viewpoints. I wonder what they're planning to do between now and the election. Declare some kind of emergency action you know, to protect the country or because there's so much danger. See, they're trying to build this case that there's so much danger in the local communities from these domestic terrorists that, you know, we, we've got to protect everybody. We've got to take some action. Don't be surprised if over these next few weeks some kind of national emergency declaration is made that then uh, ends up uh, throwing a monkey wrench into, uh, into our, 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 our voting voting that has already begun for these midterms. Ah, don't be surprised. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we secure the border. Lord God, if, 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 if you come down with angels and build, finish building that wall and protect our nation at the southern border, Lord, it could not happen soon enough. Protect our nation. Protect our communities, protect our families, our neighborhoods, our churches. Lord, protect us, our lives, our property. There are murderers. There are drug dealers. There are terrorists wanting to do us harm, and we're just letting them come right in. 
Protect us, Lord, protect us. Protect us by raising up public authorities who will do what the Catechism says. Protect the common good. Protect the ability of the nation to, to govern itself and recognize the boundaries of what we are or are not able to do. Protect us, Lord, that we care for the people that have waited patiently and gone through the legal process of immigrating into this nation. And Lord, for those who are cutting the line and disrespecting our laws, send a spirit of conversion. Lord, stop them. And send the spirit of conversion into their minds and hearts. Give them some respect. Give them some measure of respect for the country they're trying to enter and its needs and its laws and its customs and its material and spiritual heritage, like the Catechism says. Lord, bless our religious leaders and please, Lord, prevent them from opening their mouths and spouting what is naive and misleading and incorrect and dressing up in spiritual language what is nothing more than irresponsible behavior and a lack of leadership, and a lack of strength. Lord, protect your people. And Lord, we pray that in this election, the voters may vote out of office the Democrat politicians who don't know how to protect the border and don't know how to protect the baby, and don't know how to protect our children from indoctrination, don't know how to protect our nation on the world stage, who don't know much of anything except how to grab power. Lord, give wisdom to the voters as we vote these people and this party out of office. We sum up our prayers tonight, and we include the needs of all our audience as we offer the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, we thank God for the greatness that God has brought to this country through the immigrants that we have welcomed legally and that we want to continue to welcome legally as we've done for years and years and years, my own family included, and I'm sure most of you. Remember, friends, what President Trump always tells us. Oh, and remember this weekend, get ready for a double header. He's going to speak on Saturday night in um, Nevada and then on Sunday evening in Arizona. Go to donaldjtrump.com slash events to see uh, the information on these rallies and watch these rallies right here and uh, RSBN and uh, also we at Priest for Life have the website presidenttrumprallies.com. So this Saturday, October the 8th in Nevada, and this Sunday, October the 9th in Arizona. We know there's a lot of great people that are going to be with him, like Carrie Lake there in Arizona. She's going to be the next governor, and she doesn't take any nonsense uh, about uh, the protection of borders or the protection of babies. She knows how to do both. 
So friends, remember what President Trump always tells us in these rallies. We are part of the greatest political movement in American history. And this country doesn't belong to those that are trying to destroy it and its borders. This country belongs to you. And its best days are yet to come. Father Frank Pavone here. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. You'll see on all the major platforms, starting with Truth Social and Getter, FR Frank Pavone. And let's continue to encourage each other. Spread the word, please, about our program, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.